Welcome to Brightly You Radiant Being, the show that wildly recognizes, encourages, and invests in the radiance we all carry so you can shine your brightest. We're just a couple of curious people interested in friendship, ideas, and personal development. This is a show that strives to speak to the curious, to those who long to explore new ways of thinking, reflecting, and being. Through sharing our experiences, friendship, and interests, we hope to impact you to step more brightly into yourself, inch by inch. I love it. Hi, Amy. Hi, Tracy. How are you? You know, I am good. I am actually feeling good, which is, and I don't know if it's because I got to be outside and take a walk today that we were, you know, above freeze, not above freezing. We were above zero. <laughs> zero. Yeah. We haven't been above freezing and I don't know. Oh, it's not Minnesota. <laughs> it's all relative. We're supposed to get 40 on Tuesday and everybody's already talking about all the people in shorts we're bound to see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and of course, when we post this show, this show will be after the fact oh, because we're recording earlier. But yeah. so when you it's listen to nice. this, yeah, you'll be like, oh, I remember that 40 degree day. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's a sign that spring is coming. Right. And right. so, I mean, I've been feeling, uh, you know, for about the past month, I've been feeling a little stagnant. And so if, if you watch this mm-hmm. show on YouTube and as Amy knows, I like to rearrange my furniture. <laughs> I, mean, I feel things are stagnant. Um, just when I need something new, something different. Um, I'm also recording in a different room, uh, as you can tell by my backdrop. Um, and that seems to kind of correlate with what you wanted to talk about today. It absolutely does, Tracy. And there's a I reason didn't behind even, my yeah. nervous. <laughs> yes, I didn't even think about that. And honestly, so when we were thinking about this show, like like we said, we're we're just kind of inching towards spring, right? Mm. But when we think about just like this last year, <laughs> and or the last time we could even be outside, we've been in our houses for a long time in our homes. Now, not everybody. I realize some people are going out and they have to go out to work, but for the most part outside of work, or maybe a trip to the grocery store, maybe not though, maybe you get it delivered. Like we're in our homes and here in Minnesota, we have really been in our homes because it's been frigid. And so what I wanted to us to talk about today was the fact that especially for people who are working in their home and maybe distance learning in their home and doing everything in their home, that, that your home is, absorbs the energy that is given Ooh. out to it, right? So, yes. so whether it's like this, a meeting that went wrong or an argument with someone, whether it's on the phone or in person or just trying to get your kid to do something you want them to do. All this stagnant energy is just building up. And well, not only the energy, but I mean, clutter has to start to build more and more too. You know, yes. you're doing more in your home than ever before. Um, and you're probably also exhausted because of all the additional roles you're taking on, even mm-hmm. still in the home. And I, I know me, my brain can't function when there's clutter around. I have to organize my space first. Some think of it as procrastination. I don't. My brain does not work as well in, in, in a space. And I think that builds on the energy you were talking about. 
Absolutely. So and I think the clutter around you, it's almost as if it clutters your brain too, yes, right? Yes. It yeah. Takes so I think focus. it does take your focus. So we really want to talk about like, how do you harmonize the energy of your home? And by harmonizing that energy, you're actually then creating this space it's, it's almost like a brighten up for your home, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But so it's creating this harmony um, so that then you can feel more harmonious as well. And you can, um, you know, have a more harmonious day and life actually. But I love it that you already talked about clutter and, and, and that you can't think with clutter. And I, I want to go back to the harmony of your home. Yeah. That's I've never thought of it like that. Like I've had people tell me you have a vibe, like there's just a vibe to my home. And that's what I strive to. Like there's just a feel in, in my space. And what mm-hmm. I like about striving for a harmonious home or harmony in your home and, and the energy in your home is it's not an aesthetic. I don't have to go and buy things to spring clean and organize. I don't have to have a certain number of plants or a new rug or a new couch. Like it's, I get to create, and I also get to create what it means to me. You know, like what, yes. what will be bring harmony to you might not bring harmony to me and that's okay. And we can still both have a great energy and vibe in our home, even though it's different. Right. That's so true, Rick. So I used to, um, and I still do occasionally, Tracy and I have talked about feng shui a little bit. And so I have um, used feng shui to a certain extent in my home. And my husband, Rick would always say, what if my feng shui is different than your feng shui? (laughs) And I try to explain, no, it's, it's, it can't be. But, um, I did want to just talk because I know a lot of people have heard about feng shui. We're not actually going to talk about that specifically today, but certainly, um, similarities. Yeah, there are similarities. And we also kind of talked, uh, Tracy and I talked a little bit before the show about Huga. And that's the, the Danish word that Which is I actually- I call it Higgy. Yeah, that's how <laughs> it's spelled. I have no idea how to pronounce it. I'm so glad I talked to Amy before I, I went to a store and was like, do you have the, the Higgy book, how to bring Higgy to my home? You know what? They would know what you meant though. I know it's kind of like people in quinoa, right? Like, right. like you just right. know. Yeah, <laughs> you've, yeah. You've heard like, it yeah. mispronounced in all the ways. <laughs> Joaquin. Yeah, we have that, right? Right. But so, so the Huga, Huga, how'd you say it? Huga. That's Huga. Denmark. Yes, that's Denmark. And then there's also um, an Indian tradition, and I have to look at it, Vastu Shastra, which also works with energy. That's the main thing. Most of these things work with energy. And so your home, like we said, it has an energy. Um, and and I'm, not, I'm not super familiar with the last two that you brought up, but yeah. feng shui, the little bits that I've learned about it or that people have mentioned, like there's some things you just already do in your home, like even an American yes. with no concept, n- never hearing this before, that falls under the practice of good feng shui, because yes. we just intuitively know how the energy flows in our home or how it should. And depending on the space, I mean, sometimes you're really limited by, you know, if you're in an apartment and you can't control, you know, where they put the living room and the dining room in your office, but there's just certain things that you do for how you face your furniture, where it's just naturally how you want to face. And mm-hmm. that's all about allowing that energy, that free movement. So some of these things, they might seem like crazy concepts and 
yeah. you know, different languages, but it's, it's all that same, that just bringing that harmony you were talking about. Well, and I want to point out Tracy, cause I don't know that too many people or if everyone does consider the energy of the home. And so I think you're probably a little more in tune to that or you're paying attention. So once again, I think we talk about this a lot, almost with every show, like with intention or paying attention or actually just like sitting back and saying, does this room feel good? Like what's wrong? I think you can tell when energy is moving too quickly in a room. I think you can just like see the runway. You're like, I got to slow that down (laughs) on the opposite end. Are there rooms you just don't like to be in? Are there rooms in your house that you either intentionally or unintentionally don't use regardless of their Mm -hmm. purpose? You just find that that's where stuff goes to sit or where you just don't like to be in there. Mm -hmm. uh, And, and it's not being used to its full potential and just ends up kind of being wasted space or, or where clutter multiplies. Absolutely. And I love it too, that you brought up the point that so many of us actually are doing the right thing. We just didn't even know that we were doing the right thing. Um, But what, so let's just dig in like to the whole thing. Like when you're just considering the, the energy of your home and even spring cleaning. Okay. Mm. Spring cleaning doesn't have to happen just at spring. (laughs) I I do it at, Ever every major transition to be honest. That's great. Okay, so that's really great. I should say, and, at, the, and, at the bare minimum, yeah, the four seasons. Yeah, yeah. and we and, have four distinct seasons in Minnesota. So yes, yes. <laughs> there's kind of a natural impetus to to bring out warmer clothing yes. and warmer blankets and kind of swap things out. And right. So even if this is only when you did it, it still would make a difference. But I, like for me. And I realize I'm different than somebody else. I do clean weekly, but I consider it. I don't, I, love I don't it. hate it. I yeah, consider- but what do you call it? I, I made you say it in another show, I know. what do you call I it? I know. So I'm blessing my, my <laughs> home. I'm blessing oh. it. Right. Instead of going, oh, I have to clean and oh, I hate fucking cleaning and this, like I get to clean my home. I get to brighten up the energy in it. And I always do clean my home or try to always do it with intention so that I am filling the space with, with um, the energy and movement and brightness that I wanted to have. And what a great weekly ritual, just to bring a call back to some, some of our other shows. Your home has kind of a cycle. You have a ritual. And, and we have brighten up the energy. Yeah, exactly. And so in my home, my husband and I, we have like, we have our roles, right? We definitely for, for our cleaning, like he always does the laundry. So he does the laundry on Sundays and then together we move and we move stuff. Like we're not just like vacuuming around stuff. We move things out of the room because we actually got a Roomba. And we've named it and it's like our pet. (laughs) So, so anyways, and, and it's like a clean slate, right? Mm -hmm. So everything is refreshed and revived. Um, But, but the main thing is, so like when you're first starting out, say you haven't done anything to your house and we are coming up on, um, well, it'll be Ostra. It'll be um, the spring uh, equinox, March 21st. Clear the clutter, mm-hmm. get rid of clutter. It's a perfect time. You know, you donation centers are open again. 
get rid of things that you're, boy, I, my closet, when I think of the things I'm not wearing, it's like, I could take three quarters of my closet out. I won't, not quite yet, but so clear the clutter. Don't hold on to broken things. Even I can do that sometimes hang on to broken things because they meant something to me. It's not doing you any good unless you can fix it. Yeah. Oh, so I used to, I wouldn't say I'm a pack rat. I do, I go through at least annually when I was younger even, but I had at least like a trunk of all this old stuff, mementos, things from school, things from friends, cards from family, both dead and alive, you know, all this stuff. And and I was like, you keep dragging it, literally dragging it. It's this big, heavy trunk I couldn't lift by myself. And I moved every time my lease was up. And so like, if I didn't, you know, go through that process of clearing out, I had to literally drag this stuff from place to place iPhones, cell phones, and the cameras. I took pictures of those cards. I took pictures of the mementos, pictures of the broken precious moments figurines. And I created a virtual album that I, I do have backup. So I do have a backup system. So don't, you know, only rely on the, the, the one device to hold it. But, and then I was able to donate, toss, recycle, burn. I literally burn. Like I had this big, uh, like cup foods, grocery sack of all these old cards, and all this stuff. And I kind of created a ritual out of it and had a bonfire one day. Yes. And I literally just kind of released it. And I have to say, you know, I have a home now with more than enough room for me. And I love that there's room to grow into it. I didn't move in and fill every closet, fill every room, but I have all these pictures. So when I do miss my grandma or I want to see her signature, I have it. I have it right at my fingertips whenever I want it. I don't have to go and dig out this box, you know, that, you know, literally it weighs you down. All of this stuff weighs you down. And, and you literally it you. and figuratively, right? Yeah. The fact that this image that I got in my head of you dragging like all this stuff with you, like the baggage that we drag with us by holding on to these things. And the fact that you realized you could create this digital thing that did not drag you down, no. that you could visit if you wanted to. And then you, you know, when you donate things, someone else will have that thing and it means something to them as well. And also the ritual with the burning of the cards, I can't throw cards away. I can't throw away journals. I have so many things of my mom's, but there were things that no one wanted or needed. And I wasn't about to throw it away. So we had a bonfire and, and I burned it and it just feels it feels more cyclical or more or complete. Exactly. And it's not trash then, right? right. Like it wasn't trash. It, uh, yeah. There, it's you're honoring it. Yes. Yeah. It, it was done with intention. I wasn't just throwing it yeah. away. I was releasing it. And now when I do get cards and other things in the mail, I really celebrate them. I make a big production of it. I have a mantle I can put it on, refrigerator, my desk at work. And, and, and I leave it there until it feels complete. You know, so like I still have a birthday card from my sister that is just like the absolute, the the perfect card on the front, a beautiful message on the inside. It's on my fridge. It'll probably live there forever or until my next birthday when I decide that's the best birthday card for her. (laughs) And so like I still allow space for new things to come on, but then I have this process of releasing it instead of storing it and, and squirreling it away and forgetting about it. Oftentimes we forget about it and, and all of our things, it's the meaning we assign to it. Right. Right. And so if you just kind of start with that intention piece and, and, yeah. and um, who, who you brought this up earlier, does it bring you joy? Uh, Marie Kondo. I don't know if I'm jumping ahead or not, but. Oh yeah. We brought that up actually before we started 
taping. So that's fine though. <laughs> Let's talk about Marie Kondo because yeah. I think there's other things, but don't even, I'm not going to worry about that. Um, so the book that, what I go, oh, now I can't think of what the book is called. The magical art. No. Of tidying up. The magical art of tidying up Marie is Kondo. You keep talking, you vamp, yeah. I'll find okay. it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I never read the book. I heard about it, but I never read it because for some reason, I think I had heard things like, oh, it's kind of judgy and this, and you have to do all this stuff. But for whatever reason, when the series on Netflix tidying up came up, came on, I decided to watch it. Well, Marie Kondo, I told Tracy this, I said, it's like, you want to just hold her. You just want to take her, put her in your pocket and keep her with you all day long. Cause she is like the happiest person you'd ever meet. But the first thing she does, so when she goes into a person's home to help them tidy up, the first thing she does is she finds the right spot in the home because she's paying attention to the energy. She kneels down on the floor, bows her head, and she literally like communicates not literally communicates, but she feels the home. So in a way, it's like, I'm here. I'm going to help you bring back to like, be what you were meant to be. And then the home is going to be happy. And so it's the first thing she does. So I think it's a wonderful idea to really practice this, to go into your home. Like we said before, walk into a room. How does it make you feel? Pay attention to how it makes you feel. Get if that sense of your own space, right? Yes. Yes. Get that sense. I really like that. Um, so what, what I like about that is she, you know, treats, treats the home as an extension of, as like a being, as something with not necessarily, not a being, but like something with its own energy, you know, right. kind of separate from you. So even if you weren't mm-hmm. there, your home, I could walk into your home without you. And I would still feel the energy of the home that you create. Mm-hmm. And so I like getting an idea, you know, tapping into it, getting to know what's there. Um, but then I think too, you have to know what you want and, and how do you, it goes back to, it's a reoccurring theme. in a lot of, a lot of our chats is how do you want to feel, you know, how do you want right. to feel and how do you want others to feel when they come over? And, and are you able to define that, you know? Right. Are you able to define that? I love that. And because I think that so often we might be able to get to the, how do I want to feel in my home? But do we get to that next step of how do I want others to feel when they come into my home? And so I, I haven't been in your home, but I've seen pictures of some rooms on Instagram and like your Christmas thing. And then I love haven't. it. I haven't, but I also, I love, we you talk about your backdrop a lot that you currently have. You have a pegboard oh, yeah. with a lot of your tools and a lot of your hobbies on display. Um, and, and we've talked about, you, you've wondered if it was too cluttered and I think it shows so much personality. So I'd say when I see images of your home, it makes me feel like it's full, like a full vibrant life with character and warmth and joy. Like that's just like my impression based on a photo. So I, I, how do, how do you feel in your home? Yeah. So I'm actually going to answer that. So I feel my home used to be more full. (laughs) So (laughs) like every, like, like almost sort of like how this looks. Well, you lived a full life. (laughs) Yes. And 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 there are multiple people in your home. I just have to worry about me. But well, and my partner, my husband, Rick 
when um, I think his, sometimes he would just like to have a blank wall, right? Because that seems very clean to White him. White space. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because otherwise it's too cluttered and it's too many things for the eye to fall on. So probably the best thing I ever did was when I took everything off the walls and I painted the walls and then I didn't want to put too many holes in the wall. In your new work. <laughs> so then I chose discernment, right? <laughs> And then I went, okay, what's really important to me? And, and then I put those things up. So I think my house is a nice combination of personalities. Um, I feel like it is very, has warmth in it as well. Um, Some magic, some uh, sort of like, what's the word I want? What's the word I want? I don't know. Sort of like happiness, tinkerbelliness kind of stuff as well. (laughs) Um, But also mature. Um, I I like to say anyone could stop by at any time and I wouldn't be embarrassed. Oh, I love that. So uh, because for so many years, I was embarrassed, like, because I wasn't neat or tidy or clean, like, you know, beds weren't made, dishes weren't done, the floor wasn't clean. And so, and then you have, then, I mean, if that's how, if you're okay with that, then, and your life is good, then I don't know, maybe you're magic or something and you don't have have to worry about it. (laughs) I have to say though, if I invite someone to my home and they are bothered by dishes in the sink, they're probably not getting invited back. We probably weren't that close right. to begin with. I right. have never walked into a friend's home and been like, ooh, this is dirty. You know, like I, I just haven't. And a lot of my friends, they have kids. Like <laughs> they, they definitely, they, yeah. they, it's, and I just always view it as you are living life. So exactly. And it's not that I, I certainly don't want to come across as I'm perfect because look behind me, right? Um, but but what I, I guess what I mean by that is, I feel like my home is inviting. So yes, yes. And people feel welcomed when they're there, no matter what. Right. Um, So, yeah, I think that that's really interesting. How do you want, how do you want to feel in it? And how do you want other people to feel? Um, One thing we were talking about, I'm getting, I'm getting all over the place here, (laughs) but yeah. So uh, another thing that, so Tracy and I always talk before the show, and sometimes our conversations, sometimes like we just showed you that we can't remember if we just, if we said it during the show or if it was before the show. But one thing I mentioned was I consider if you're in a relationship uh, and a partnered relationship so that you're living together, I feel that the bedroom is the relationship. And so if the bedroom has dirty clothes all over it and the bed isn't made and there's dust and clutter, I guess, what does that say about the relationship? And also if you're not in a relationship, but you want to be in a relationship and half of your bed is filled with your, you know, maybe it's your clean laundry, but it's still filled. One of my new favorite or not new, it's been about six months. So last year there was a trend on TikTok that was show me, that you haven't been in a relationship for a while without telling me you haven't been in a relationship for a while. And it's all these women in bed and then they pan over to the, the empty side of the bed and it's filled with hobbies or clothes, multiple pets, 
you, you know, just just like all these things. Yeah. So clearly it's a bed for one. They might as well yeah. have a twin bed and a desk at that yeah. point. And how, like you said, how inviting is that? What I like right. about considering the energy, not just of your home, but of individual rooms, like the bedroom, is that's a room where you only have to consider you and your partner or you and the relationship you want to bring in. Oh, you you're don't right, have Tracy. to consider how everybody wants to feel in your home. <laughs> yeah. So you can get a little bit more personal or you can even, you know, in terms of a relationship, you know, there's a lot of stuff in feng shui where you're supposed to have things in pairs. There's a lot of stuff just in like sensual energy work where, you know, having things that represent certain things or even like um, that, that fertility goddess statue or things like that. Like if you're trying to have a baby or um, I know for, for, I believe it's feng shui, but you're supposed to have a pair of ducks um, <laughs> and like all these things are like your artwork can reflect love, sex, right. lust, romance, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to worry about everybody who comes into your house seeing this space. Right. And right. so you can really tailor it to the energy you want to call in. I love what that. energy you don't want there. Yeah. yeah. So when I was preparing for this show, it was actually a few weeks ago, I thought, and I thought at that time that we would be talking specifically more on feng shui. So I decided to read my feng shui book again, which it's a very westernized form of feng shui, it, it, uh, but whatever. So I was reading it and all of a sudden I realized you've like, you've done horrible things to your house, Amy. <laughs> so and yet you're have- married with multiple children. Like, so <laughs> yeah. it's not the end all be all if your home does not follow these energy things or no, other right. areas of your right. life where you can recoup but, the loss. <laughs> but here's the thing. I had actually been feeling kind of stuck lately mm. and there are a, a few other things. And I realized I had just like shoved all this stuff underneath our bed because our oh, bed no. is kind of high off the floor, yeah. right? And, and hey, you can always use more space for storage, right? Just shoved shit under the bed. Like what kind of energy is that? Yeah. So the first thing I did was clean that out (laughs) and find other spaces for those things. Um, I love that you brought that up though, because for me, I, so I rearranged the main level of my home, my living room, as you guys may have noticed in prior videos. Um, But then like, I also, I use incense, um, like a little coal disc and incense to kind of clear the energy or just the air. And so I was all of a sudden drawn. I was like, you need to burn this upstairs. And so I went upstairs, which I don't usually do because that energy is usually my bedroom is pretty clear. Mm-hmm. And so I went up there and I did it. And then for some reason I dropped something or I was doing yoga or something while that was burning. And I look under my bed and there's one single, but kind of large piece of trash. So I must've opened an almost empty lotion container and the sure. top of it had fallen off and gone under the bed. And I must've forgotten about it or not noticed. And I was like, that's the thing. That's the thing that just feels wrong. Like it's been a princess and a pea moment for three weeks. And I thought I needed to clear the energy, but I just needed to get that out from under my bed. And I know that sounds silly, but like I've had, I've had, um, uh, I have, uh, oh, I don't even know what she likes to be called, but kind of a spiritual practitioner. Um, when I bought the home, she came in and cleared the energy and she had me run around the home behind her while she's using some sage and other different incense. Um, and she had a drum and all this stuff, but she made me say out loud the entire time, um, uh, this is my home. <laughs> this is my house and say it loudly. Like I, I call in the energy that belongs to me and I release any energy that does not. 
And so for me, like, I really, I didn't feel like my home had bad energy when I bought it, but I wanted mm-hmm. it to be my home when I moved. What in. a wonderful practice. Boy, yeah. I would say that for anyone, especially if you're living in an apartment where there's cleansing. been multiple personalities in that place. Yeah. And you can yeah. absolutely do it yourself um, mm-hmm. uh, with, with different incense. You know, you go around clockwise and you waft the, the smoke, um, towards the ceiling and you pay special attention to the corners. But one of the things she had me do was put a little bowl of water under my bed to kind of collect the negative energies. And then when it's empty, you go and you get a new bowl and you refill it. So I had never heard of that, but I had heard of a cut lemon. You cut a lemon in half and you put, so it would be two lemons and you put a half of a lemon in each corner of the room okay. and, then and then that draws absorbs. In the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't even have that in the show notes, but that's so interesting. Yeah. There's so many, I mean, you can actively beyond just where your furniture yes. sits or how much clutter you have. There are ways you can actively, like if you feel like you have bad energy or just an energy that's not yours, juju, whatever you want to call it. Um, I also, I just love how it smells too, especially this time of year. I will say kind of a tip, you know, you've brought up with energy when you can to open the windows, but also when you're intentionally clearing energy or when you, uh, it needs some place to go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so you can kind of, you can say and like project with your own intentions. You know, if it's, it's, if if you can't open a window, if it's absolutely too cold, if your windows don't open, you can say, when I leave this house, like go negative energy, energy that doesn't belong to me, go wait by the door. (laughs) The next time it opens, be gone. Like, you can just, you just wait until I leave bad energy and then you're going to get (laughs) I crack my window open no matter the time of the year. So that uh, not only so that the bad energy can come out, but so that the good luck and the good energy can come in. I love that. Yes. And I was actually going to talk about that. I I do want to talk about some other practices like that. Um, Well, cause you have a lot around the elements, right? Yeah. The four elements. So if you're stuck on as to what to do and and I do this not every time I clean, but there's lots of times I'm just ringing a bell through my house like a crazy lady, just ringing that bell. I'll go into that a little bit later. So if you think of the four elements, you think of fire, water, air, earth. Any one of those four elements can help you sort of clear your space of that stagnant energy um, and can brighten it up, right? Add harmony to it. So, um, I love to clean to music, like earth, wind, and fire. There's three of your elements right there. Okay. (laughs) Earth, wind, and fire. Um, Honestly, I will just go to town cleaning to that. And I'm dancing and singing and, and sometimes Rick will come in and we'll start dancing together. Like imagine what that does for the energy of your house, right? Music (laughs) on its own can impact the energy and the vibe of your home. But when it's not done with intention like that, it can be fleeting. It can just be in in the moment, but I have to, you know, like when you're, when you're trying to do these practices or like you said, when you're blessing your home as you clean, or you're making an activity with your loved ones that share the same space as you, Mm -hmm. that creates a lasting vibe and energy that is palpable to, to whenever people come to visit you. I personally yeah. like uh, the 70s genre, get a little uh, CCR in there, <laughs> something where I can jump around. 
down definitely yes. this last weekend when when I was blessing my home because I love whenever you share that I'm like oh yeah I get to clean um I did some late 90s early 2000s pop princesses and just like oh, yeah. my high school days while cleaning my shower <laughs> uh I will say when it comes to like the cleaning and stuff um you don't don't feel like you have to deep clean all in one day or that you have to like we both clean typically on Sundays, but like, I know some people, I do the bathroom on Mondays. I do the kitchen on Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, you can vary it. Um, but yeah, so you play music, but then back to the four elements. Sorry. I kind of stole the show with my Britney speak. No, I love the Britney speak. (laughs) That's awesome. So uh, one thing with intention, I talked about ringing the bell and that I do intentionally. Um, but typically I will usually do that. Like maybe after, Maybe after something kind of heavy has happened, or maybe I've gotten frustrated a few days with work or something like that, that I know that my energy has seeped out into the house. And so I walk. (laughs) She's getting up, guys. She's going to do something. Oh, she's got a big old bell. Wow. That looks like something that like Catholic mass, like he holy, holy, Oh yeah. And I do that. And I walk through and I'm, and I go around every single room, every single room and clearing the energy with that. Now I've never tried it, but I would love to use a sound bowl. I was just gonna say, I have a sound bowl. Do you? That might be why my living room kind of has a different vibe. You know, I do a lot of my meditative practices in my living room. So I imagine that that's a bigger part of it too. Um, but I go to, um, sound baths. So it's where, um, there's a person who is very skilled at doing multiple sound bowls, crystal, I think, is it brass? Is that what the other one is? It's a a certain type of metal. Um, and and they have this little mallet and they just go around the bowl. So kind of, if you picture like, you know, the magicians with the champagne flutes kind of filled with water that like plays Mm -hmm. on, it's kind of similar, but like the vibrations of that sound, impact you feel it you feel it like I once I uh I have uh I I was having some pain in my shoulder and I went to one where they actually put the bowls on you so you lay down during this and she went around the room and put bowls on people and did it there and I had just uh, that morning I had just read an article about how cats actually heal themselves by purring that there's something with the vibrations that's part of why that they purr evolutionary (gasps) and so at the I was I felt taller at the end of it I felt the most relaxed I've ever been. The pain was completely gone for two days. And I was like, that must be what purring feels like. <laughs> Cause it was like, and it wasn't just the bowl. Like it was the sound coming from the room too, but uh-huh. like, the energy in that room was different. Oh, sound baths are my absolute favorite thing to do. I can't quite recreate it at home because I'm the one actively playing. Right. Kind of right. like acupuncture. You can't do it to yourself and get right. the same. You can't practice on yourself for many of that's these. That's amazing, things. Tracy. I feel like but, that's one of those practices then I'm like, well, can't you just do it every three days then? Right. <laughs> right. Can you move in with me? I actually, I, I looked to her for some private, like soundable experience and she's very pricey. And I was like, I'll catch you the next time you're in town. Thanks. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I've heard people to get the same experience, ring a bell. And so yeah. which of the elements is that? Is that so all that's the air. music? That is air. That's, yep. That's air. That's, that's air. And then we talked a little bit about the fire element with you know, smoke cleansing. Um, we've all heard uh, about. I think it's called smudging, right? Or is right, it, were you but, just going to say that? 
I was. And the reason why I don't say smudging is because smudging is an actual spiritual ceremonial practice um, done by indigenous uh, peoples, um, especially here in the United States. And so I hesitate to use the term smudging. Like if I was talking to you, Tracy, I might say smudging, but for the show, I just want to call it smoke clearing because we're, I'm not doing the ceremony, nor am I the woman um, that I use. She is from those communities and she does do the trainings. And that's why I I apologize for her. Um, I don't know what she likes to call herself because I've just always known her by her first name, Um, but I will find out after this, but I will say too, then with your incense, know where it's sourced. There's a lot of stuff around. Yes, I was. Were you just going to say the same thing? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. That's just, that's really all I know about it. So when I first got got into the metaphysical, um, Uh yeah, white sage, uh, it's, it's special to these cultures that use it, but then it's Uh also, it's not always sourced to the best. And so we're running out of it. Um, and so anything that you would use, because I also like to, um, and it sounds like I'm smoking it, but what I mean is I'm smoking it and smoke <laughs> cleaning with Palo Santo. I love to use that, but you need to know where it's sourced. Again, you should know where everything's sourced. And I know that we're not always good at that, especially in our culture who like, we just want it. We want it now and, and we want it cheap. And so sometimes you have to spend a little bit more to be, um, to get things that are either um, cultivated correctly and or the people who are doing the cultivating are paid uh, a fair wage yes. as well. And um, also when you think about the the action you're going to use it for, this blessing of your home, this clearing mm-hmm. of your home, bringing in energy, wouldn't you rather have something that was ethically and morally Right. It feels, it feels like if it wasn't ethically sourced, you're, you're negating the good that you're doing with it. Right. And then the other thing that I want to say about smoke cleansing is just let's, let's not do it around babies and small pets, (laughs) like, especially like, like birds and Mm. um, lizards and things like that. I think like cats and dogs are probably okay. And plus the fact that you are supposed to be opening windows when you're doing it as well, that should be okay. But just, just be mindful of that. One thing with these types of incense, when you're doing these smoke cleanses is it's going to hang in the air where it needed to be cleansed the most. Mm -hmm. So when I first told a family member about this, she shared with me that she kicked her husband and their small baby out of the house, like go do stuff for a little bit. I'm going to do this for an hour. She's going to try and make a ritual out of it. But she said, you know, at first she's like, oh, I didn't really like it. It just kind of smelled smoky. I wasn't sure if I was doing it right. I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. But then like the actual scent of it came through and I, I was liking it. I was doing it. It wasn't thinking I was doing it right. And then I got to the corner where I've been breastfeeding and she had a terrible time breastfeeding. Like every people never talk about that. That's for another show, but just how difficult it can be. And, and she really wanted to stick through it. Mm-hmm. And the air in that corner was so stagnant. It's where all the smoke gathered, all of it, like floor to ceiling. And that's where she really kind of started to believe in the power of mm-hmm. what I had been telling her about is it just became so apparent to her. And like, she just said the energy there felt better. And like, they were already in a better place um, uh, production wise and like the experience and the process wise mm-hmm. of of that process of nursing. Um, but she said it became a much more beautiful experience 
after she cleanses space. And so if you burn these things and it hangs in the air, don't go and get a fan. It's doing its job. (laughs) Pay attention to it. (laughs) It's supposed to hang there. It's clearing it out. Um, But also like we talked about, you know, when you get to know your house, when, whether you do the Marie Kondo style or if you're just kind of feeling the vibe of the room or paying attention to your emotions, kind of see if where the smoke hangs matches those thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Uh, The first time I had ever, my body had been cleansed. I went to that crystal store and I was vibing high that day. (laughs) We recorded that day. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But I was in the crystal store and there were a lot of people in there and it is a pandemic and everyone had a mask on, but it's that a was tiny, a little, overwhelming story. Yeah, to begin it with. was a yeah. little stressful. And then just all the crystals and the energy so from the crystals. I went up to the desk and I was like, like, I barely said three words. And she said, oh, we got to do this. And she lit the Palo Santo and just like <laughs> cleansed me. And I was like, what are you doing? Oh, this is great. Okay, thanks. And then I felt unbelievable like light and energetic and radiant. And it was amazing. You were having a bright and shiny day that day. I sure was. I sure was. Um, so that was fire. And, and actually I'm going to go back to, this is sort of like a combination of wind and water or air and water. Um, I love essential oils. And so maybe you don't want to burn something in your house, you can make a cleansing spray. So you just get like a, uh, one of those glass spray bottles and you do want to use glass. Don't use plastic. You want to use glass. Um, and you fill it with water, not all the way full. And you put whatever 10 to 20 drops of your favorite essential oil in there, shake it up, spray it throughout your house and with intention. And that's another way to cleanse it. And then if you want to add earth into it, if you put some um, like pink Himalayan salt in your spray bottle, that works as well. You can also diffuse oils um, and the diffuser will, but that's sort of like just for one room. Now, once again, make sure that they're ethically sourced, that the farms that, that that the crops are from are, are, use good farming, like don't use a lot of pesticides and pay well, and maybe even are using um, farmer owned small farms to uh, cultivate the crops. Um, What else? Crystals. There's another earth one. Crystals. Crystals. And crystals is something that's starting to become so popular. You can go to Pinterest, Instagram, you can Google it and you can find out depending on what your needs are for your home. Like if you're like, I'm like anxiety dash crystals in Google, it'll tell you what crystals to put. And if you add a home to that search bar, someone somewhere is telling you what corner of your house to put mm-hmm. this crystal in and whether or not you need and to you cleanse what? it and what to do with it. Yeah. Oh, right. And then that's the other thing too. If you do use crystals, you actually have to cleanse them before, you, you know, crystals need to be cleansed as well. And what's easy with crystals is they just like moonlight. I mean, there's all sorts of ways you can cleanse them with the smoke yeah. or the sprays or whatnot, but if you just stick them in a window <laughs> yeah. on a full moon, you're good. You just go to yeah. bed and it's yeah. fine. And you know what else I would say with like the crystals or even the, the essential oils, like which scent do I use? Which crystal do I use? Pay attention to yourself. Just it's intuitive. Get quiet. 
allow yourself to choose which one you need. And yeah, honestly, I don't, I, so I have bookshelf, a hanging bookshelf behind me with a couple things and I have so yeah. many crystals on there. I <laughs> have dishes of crystals in different rooms. I just kind of have mm-hmm. crystals all over the house and just every now and then when I'm doing like my deep cleans, especially, or if I feel stagnant, I'll just go and I'll gather them all up. I'll kind of shake them. I'll cleanse them. And then I'll be like, where do you want to go now? Like, where do you want to be? And I, I won't, that. I won't think about it too hard. And like, I have a little altar space in my bedroom. And so I, anytime, you know, like we were talking about Ostras coming up and we just talked about, um, oh, what, what one was in February? Is that Beltane? No, um, Imbol. Uh, Imbol. Thank you. Uh, Beltane's after, uh, <laughs> that, that's May 1st. But so I kind of, you know, pick stuff per the, the wheel of the year, you know, use yeah. those as, as good times to kind of refresh where things are. And sometimes like even just the ones in the dish, I'll just shake the dish. Like, oh, you don't want to hang out with your neighbors anymore, but you still want to live in the same space. Cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no rhyme or reason to it. And it sounds silly, but my space does feel better. It does feel refreshed. And I usually kind of like when I feel the need to fidget or something like that, there's always mm-hmm. a crystal right there and it makes me feel better to pick it up and so fidget with it. I tell you there, I can't tell you how many meetings I just like, um, doing stuff with my crystal down here. Not like this. What, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> but, or, you know, I have a little heart. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then there are some that are good for focus or good for brain power, mm-hmm. things like that. And yeah. so I keep those in my office and I bring them to, to work too. And then that way too, when I'm feeling nervous, if I'm working on a project, they're right there, but then they're also just vibing in the space, even when I'm not paying attention yeah. to it. Yeah. But I, love, I love that. Yeah. The concept of bringing the four elements. Cause that, that's kind of basic feng shui, right? Like, is there too much wood in your home? Like yeah. we've all been yeah. in those homes in the Midwest the the orangey oak in the kitchens and then it's the same wood on the floors and then a built-in bookcase and a fireplace mantle and it just feels heavy heavy or else you have the opposite where it's like an uptown loft and it's all white and metal and, metal. and there's no color and Nothing. you're just like this is the coldest place I've ever been in or like I even I got my cat a drinking fountain and 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 being the Virgo I am it's a very pretty one and I remember I believe you and our our, our other friend came over and you didn't even realize it was a cat fountain you just like it's just, it just brought life to the living room there's like plants around around it and then she just walks up and drinks from it and yeah. I like it when I sometimes I unplug it because of the noise and like I don't want the feedback on a call or when we're recording yeah. and then as soon as I'm done I notice that it's off like I used to think I'm like I said princess in the pee I'm a light sleeper I used to think it would keep me up it'd be annoying and now I notice when it's not there like it just brings movement and that movement brings energy to the home yes I love that um that reminded me of something and now I don't remember what it was oh plants yeah have living things in your house. They are good for your air. They're literally good for your air that you breathe and taking care of a plant. It's just, it can brighten your day as well. Yeah. I love it that you have that. I don't have have any down here, but upstairs I'm plant rich. Yeah. And I will say like, I, I did not think I had a green thumb. I actually had quite a bit of evidence. My mom used to foster my plants for me. Like they'd get to a certain point and then it'd be like, the state would like you to have these. Um, hopefully that's not too, I, I apologize to anybody that's in the system. That's, that may have been a little uh, harsh or cruel, but she, she would take them and rehabilitate them for me. And then they would become hers because I just couldn't do it. And then uh, one year I was like, nope, this is a goal of mine. Like I really want plants in the home. And so she, 
found me some that are called plants of steel. It's just some branding <laughs> trademark thing that one of our local growers does. But I mean, I've seen them at Home, Home Depot now. They're plants that you just can't kill. They're plants that actually, if you take care of them, just the bare minimum amount, they thrive. And if you forget about them, they just don't die. You know, like you have to really be trying. So like a ZZ plant, I think this is a pothos. Is that right? I don't um, know, but I love um, it. Yeah. Snake plants are just, so look up like plants of steel or other things or, yeah. or even just get a fake one and treat yeah. it like a living one. Cause even just like, I will occasionally buy myself flowers um, because it's just little spots of happy, you know, like uh-huh. I'll just I'll look on my coffee table and it just brings a smile on my face to see a sunflower. Yeah. Um, especially yeah. in the middle of winter. <laughs> Exactly. And you know, even like, I love that you said, even buy a fake one, if it's going to bring you joy, but then, and like you said, take care of it, dust it, clean it. Don't let it gather dust and debris and little mm-hmm. like candy wrappers or anything like that. Like then yeah, sometimes that's... we have pets and kids and we just either a can't keep another thing alive. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're tasked already or yeah. B just don't want to. Um, yeah. And fake plants are great for that. And I know if you have an Ikea in your area, they have a great selection of both living and fake plants. Their fake um, plants look real. Yeah, they really do. They do. And honestly, if you wanted to go super fake, why not? Cause then it would just be kind of funky and maybe so I had a grandmother. She's, she's passed, but I grew up, I grew up until well into my early thirties thinking she was an amazing gardener. When I bought my first home, I wanted to make her proud. And that was a big reason why I was doing the gardening in the front, how I was. And then somehow that topic came up around my mom or my mom and my aunt. And they were like, Tracy, her entire yard was full of flake plants. When she was outside, quote unquote, gardening, she was washing the fake plant leaves around the fountains. I love it so the much. The only real plants she had were the hanging baskets we brought her for Mother's Day. And I I still, I, I can't believe it. I can both, like, I can see it now clearly in my head as an adult, but like, I would have fought you tooth and nail. My grandma was a gardener. <laughs> she had well, a she love was. for plants. She was just a gardener of plastic plants. There you go. (laughs) Like even in your front yard, like, let's say you don't think you can keep things alive. You don't want to have to, you know, the expense of watering. I think, I think the outside of your home brings an energy too. Um, and whether or not you, you, you kind of care for it. Like your home Mm -hmm. is a reflection of of you. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that care that you bring for it. Um, but yeah, so fake plants, man, and people will think they're real, (laughs) that you will not be judged for it. (laughs) You get the same effects. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Um, so I just, yeah. you know, this whole topic just reminds me, I, so I see intuitives all the time. I love I, kind of the same reason I love personality tests is I kind of like to see myself from the outside in, you know, I yeah. see, um, and, and there are a few beautiful intuitives that I know that have co- like life coaches or just going with a question or a problem kind of similar you would to a tarot or whatnot. And this one that, that I was speaking to pretty regularly last year, she kind of tapped into one of my guides. And sometimes when they do that, when they, when they speak to your guides, how they describe your guides is not how I would describe mine. And so it's always like through, I, I just remind myself it's through the lens that they're going to see it through, Mm -hmm. but the tone of voice and like, 
the lectures, the statement, the message I get matches what I get. <laughs> so I fully <laughs> believe. So I was talking to this intuitive and, and things like that and just talking about, you know, 2020 and I'm single and just like, well, how do I bring love into my life? And when this is all over, am I going to be, uh, have more character? Am I going to be boring? You know, (laughs) like, will I have anything to talk about? And like, you will never be boring, Tracy. (laughs) Thank you. When, when's the right time to bring that into my life? Uh, you know, like how, how to be ready and all this stuff. And she just kind of went in and then she was like, get your house in order. And it was like, she just did not, she did not like, it was so it's been in the back of my head. I have a few things for my home that I just hadn't been working on. I have some problems in my basement, some things that just Mm -hmm. need a deep clean, things that I just don't know how to do. And it's not going to break my home if they're not done, but like, I do want to be a good steward of my home. It's, it's over 90, right? Mm -hmm. It's over 90 years old. I want to bring it to its hundredth birthday in all its glory. But at the same time, I get overwhelmed with all the tasks and I get overwhelmed with the newness of it or just... I think I talked about in another episode, I I go too far into the future. So like, instead of focusing on the task in front of me, I'm thinking of the 10 tasks behind that. Yeah. And so when she was like, get your house in order, when you said, you know, uh, I would be embarrassed. Like, let's say like there, there's this one like relationship coach on TikTok that keeps saying like, if the love of your life were to show up on your doorstep right now, would you let them in? Ooh, good question. And not one asked. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, there, there's a book by Sloan Crosby where I couldn't get past the first three pages because it hit home so much where she's just oh, talking no. about every time she leaves her house, um, she thinks about if I were to die today, this is the reflection I'm leaving behind. <laughs> Dishes in the sink trash piled up, laundry not done. And and to me, like that's a life lived. But also if the love of my life were to show up right now, I mean, my main level is always ready for company. Maybe a quick five minute tidy when I hear people coming in, see a car pull up. Uh, but like, let's say they wanted to move in. Ooh, there's some stuff in the basement. I'm not quite ready for I have, <laughs> I have a master bathroom in the basement. It's two floors below where my bedroom is, but I specifically chose that one for me. Cause it could fit a vanity and I can leave my makeup out. Like if I'm in a hurry and if I don't wipe down the counters, if the mirror is a mess, I don't right. have to worry. I'm never inviting company into that room. Right. Uh, but at the same time, uh, is my house in order? No, I don't this- think it is. This is, it's sort of blowing my mind because it's making me think of things on all kinds of different levels, right? Not only your literal house, but your house. And so like here, here I'm presenting myself and everything seems in order, but in the basement, (laughs) is there something that's like, kind of like what's going on in the basement? Right. And is there like crap all over the counter? (laughs) Right. And that's, like all these such a, did you ever watch Grey's Anatomy? One of my oh. favorite exchanges that really stuck with me was when Christina Yang, it's revealed that she has the messiest apartment ever. And she's this brilliant cardiothoracic surgeon, just brilliant. <laughs> and then Meredith Grey, who her home is really in order. She's always at the hospital, but she's kind of messy. And so when somebody said something about Christina being messy, she's like, no, I am not messy. I am fine. And I was like, oh my God, am I fine? Like, am I maybe focusing too much on the other things that are, that are reflections of me? And like you said, do, I, I don't know, for me, the, the other aspect of this harmony piece for me, um, as we're talking to me, the, 
biggest tell of my mental state is my kitchen and how many dishes are in the sink. So as a single person, it's really easy to to let that go. Uh Um, For me, when I get depressed or anxious, I'm not somebody who, who doesn't eat. I'm it's the opposite. I I still Uh like, that's where the comfort comes from. Uh I still take care of myself in that regard. And so for me, when I'm starting to see dishes pile up, you know, clutter build up on the counter, like to me as a form of self-care is like, okay, nope. What do we need? You know, like, do we need, like, sometimes just to feel better, I will just stop what I'm doing and clean my kitchen and just make it sparkle because that's what I want my insides to be like. And other times I have to recognize no judgment, no blame. If anybody who comes over right now, anyways, is going to be close enough to me that they'll look at that and be like, Hey, want some help? (laughs) You know, or, or like, do you need to talk? Um, and, and I wonder like, what are other people's tell, like that there's just like that loss of harmony of self and and how is that reflected in your home and how can you be kind to yourself? Is it to just let it be and to focus on you and Mm -hmm. your internal state, or is it the opposite where you need to focus on your how you know being a blessing to your home or blessing your home and mm-hmm. and then hopefully energy, will that affect right you? will it affect you well I definitely think it would affect you but I like what you said like what is it that you need and are you even in a state where you could recognize that and say oh I need to clean up my home and so it, this is a much deeper conversation and and I think like in a in a, an episode further down the line, we'll probably talk about like spring cleaning for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Body soul. Yeah. 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 Get your space, get your vessel ready. You know, I guess your vessel is technically you, but get, get your, your home, get your home in order. And I think if that is overwhelming to someone, get a drawer in order, start with a drawer set the timer. My mom used to do this. Oh, we couldn't go an episode without talking about my mom. (laughs) My mom would set a timer for 15 minutes. And then she'd say, see what you can get done in 15 minutes. And we thought it was a game, but you can set a timer for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, one drawer, clean a drawer. That's all you have to do. Just start. I mean, that's, that's a great trick for anything involving procrastination or depression. Mm-hmm. is just do it for 10 to 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, you will be okay with going further. Like mm-hmm. the hardest thing is always that first step. So instead of being like, I don't even know what to do with what's in this drawer, just start by opening it and just assessing your inventory. You know, yeah. what do you have? And then mm-hmm. it'll come. The plan will come. You don't have to know everything in advance. Mm-hmm. Pick a room, pick a drawer, pick a closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I just... Oh. So I think that we are nearly done <laughs> and yet I think we're ready just, for... just teach the surface of it. Right. Oh. I think we're ready to talk to the universe though. What does the universe yeah. have to say about this? What do you, did the you pull universe? So the universe, once again, throughout, it literally popped out two of them, two of them. So the first card is the page of cups And what I I love about this card is, well, first of all, I kind of love the night sky, like the purple sky with the stars. But then if you see in his cup or her cup, there's a fish in that coming out of that cup, (laughs) there's that fish and the fish is pretty happy with its fish self. And the page is kind of happy too. Um, And so pages are kind of all about like 
beginnings, not beginnings, but they're usually new at something. More like an apprentice. Yes, exactly. So um, I got this interpretation from Labyrinthos is be open to new ideas. And so I think what we're asking or what the universe is asking everyone listening is to be open to some of these new ideas about blessing your house and cleansing your house and maybe that your house is a reflection of yourself. And it's also listen to your intuition, which I feel like we tell you this every episode, (laughs) like just be quiet and listen to yourself, pay attention and get with yourself. And then the other card that flew out is our friend, the magician. Which oh, seen we... this last episode. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Look at you making magic. I know. So the magician is actually one of my favorite cards. Um, but the magician, one thing that I want you to notice are the items on the table actually represent the four elements. And they they are represented in tarot with the cups, the wands, the swords, um, and the pentacles. So it's the four elements, which we talked about with cleansing the house. And then it's also um, being resourceful. So figuring out what you're going to do with your house and the magician points up and points down, right? So as above, so below. And then I added as your home, so yourself. Mm -hmm. So I just, I really liked what the universe had to say for us. So what's so coming up? Me, oh, oh well, sorry, sorry. Page of Cups and the Magician to me. Yeah. Um, cups are always relationships to me. Um, and then the Magician is about creating and manifesting. Yeah. So for me, this is about the relationship with your home and creating mm-hmm. what you want that to be. That, that you can make it happen. And don't, you can. Don't wait, you can create it. You have the power here. Yes, I love that. It and starts you with can, intention. Yes, and you can, like what you said earlier, Tracy, like you can create the reflection that you want around you. It's, it is a reflection of you and you get to decide what you want around you and how you want to feel. Yeah. yeah. So with that, you know, this entire episode, we were talking about how closer we're inching to spring um, and that wheel of the year continues to turn that we talked about. So we're going to chat a bit about how we'll be ringing in the next cycle of the year, uh, which is Ostra, uh, which starts on the spring equinox, March 21st, and just kind of sharing some of the things we're doing and what that time means to us. It's a good time of rebirth and all those seeds that we we planted a few weeks ago yeah um, so you can start you don't have to wait until spring to spring clean your home or doing the <laughs> things we kind of chatted about that we do you can start now you can start small you can plan big but get all of this in motion get that energy starting to clear so that when ostra comes you're ready for that new you're ready for the rebirth yes. you're ready to sprout uh, so think of what actions you can take within this um you know spring cleaning that we talked about mm-hmm. and, and the energy of your home now I love that. And of course, as always, if this episode spoke to you or your soul, please share it with a friend. Um, And if you have time, give us some love on whatever platform you listen to this to. So rate, review, and subscribe. That's that's, that helps. That that helps. Um, And also you can reach out to us either via Instagram and YouTube under Brightly Podcast, or you can always email us at brightlypodcast at gmail.com. 
And with that, we hope you have a bright and beautiful almost spring day. (laughs) Bye. Bye.